So it's not surprising to me that the whole narrative of Christmas actually took place at night, right? The shepherds were watching their flocks by night. Anybody else like the night? I love the night. I love the night. I love the night under the stars. I love it when there's a full moon. I love it because it's so quiet. I love, I love camping. I love fires, you know, at night. But there's something really different <clears throat> about having the stars and the moon and a campfire and being in complete darkness. They're really different. So on one of our anniversaries, Susie and I, my wife and I, we decided to climb up to Sundial Peak. I don't know if you guys have ever been up there. Great hike. We get up to the top of Sundial Peak, and as the sun is setting, everybody else leaves, and it's just her and I. And we have our camping gear, we put up our little tent, and we're going to spend our night up there. It's going to be so romantic, it's going to be awesome. The truth is, I was just scared to death. (laughs) I mean, how many of you have ever been in complete darkness like that? I mean, I, we put up our tent. I'm sitting in there. I can't see a thing. And it is deathly quiet. Like all night long. I think I woke up seven or eight times throughout the night. And every time you wake up, you're like, I hope I don't hear anything. Right? It's actually paralyzing. There's a difference between enjoying the night with a little bit of light And when darkness is cast on you, and you can't see a thing. Darkness in Scripture is always describing something that's evil or destructive. Anything in our world that actually brings destruction or divides, the Bible uses the metaphor of darkness. That's one part of it. It also, the Bible, when it talks about darkness, it talks about ignorance. Because when it's completely dark, you can't see. You cannot understand what's going on. So you put both of those together, and this is why the Bible calls it darkness. Things are being destroyed. There's evil and there's suffering, and I don't know what to do about it. And the Bible calls that darkness. And we've got darkness in our world, right? There's terrorism, there's war, there's poverty, there's injustice, there's crime, there's prejudice. But the truth is, you don't have to turn on the world news because almost all of us in this room, we just have darkness in our own world, in our own hearts, in our own circumstances. Or if you don't have it in you, you know somebody close to you that you love who struggles with these things. Broken relationships. Some of you guys have walked in here with broken relationships. Loneliness, anger, and bitterness. Some of you walked in in darkness, the Bible would call that the anxiety that we carry, the worry, the depression, the emptiness that's inside our souls, guilt and stress. All of these things is what the Bible calls darkness. And here's one of the greatest Christmas passages, Old Testament prophecy in Isaiah chapter 9. The people walking in darkness have seen a great Light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. 
I love it when it says a light has dawned because God, and even in his creation, he's helped us to understand what he's like in the fact that every single morning, no matter how deep and dark the night is, you know dawn is coming and light is going to collide with darkness. And light in the scripture is just the opposite, right? When the Bible talks about light, it talks about life and love, goodness and fulfilling pleasure on one hand, and it also talks about clarity and understanding. Because when the light comes on, you can see. I finally understand. I can know what the truth is about life. And the Bible calls that light. So that's what we're going to look at today. Who is this light that has come into the world that represents everything good? Now, we have some special stuff planned at the end of the service. If you're regular here at K2, you know we usually take our offering at the end. But we're going to go ahead and take our offering right now because I want to make sure that we capture the closing moments of our service today. And so, and again, the whole reason that we give, right, Christmas is all about God giving. When you read the Bible, you discover that the very nature of God is absolute generosity. So what happens is when he starts to fill you with himself, he finally sets you free from yourself so that you can be giving and generous. I think this is actually just one of the best ways that God says, I care about your heart and I want you to set you free to give. So we're going to go ahead, go ahead, uh, greeters, and let's take our offering at this time. And I'm just going to keep on going right while we do this. And I'm going to dive into the question, what is the light? So the light has come into the world. All right. So let's go to John chapter one. Verse four, it says, in him, in Jesus, was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. So what the light of all mankind is, it says, in Jesus was life. So the question we got to ask then, well, what is the life? And here's what you realize. The life of Christ was a life in absolute perfect union with his father. The life that Jesus possessed was a perfect love relationship with his father. He, the Bible, Jesus says over and over and over again, the father loves me. The father loves me. The father loves me. He knew he was so loved. And then he says, and the world's got to learn. I love the father. And this relationship right here, when Jesus came and the perfect union of a human connected to God was displayed. He said, that is life. And that life right there is the light for all mankind. If we want to see and understand what we're here for, what are we created for? If we want goodness and pleasure and productive lives, he goes, this is it. It's the light. And the light is a life that's in perfect union with God. It's interesting, right? Because Jesus said that in John chapter one, it said he was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. One of the mysteries that Jesus revealed to us, to our humanity that we can't understand in eternal realms is that the very nature of God is relationship. God is love. And in Jesus, we saw someone who knew that. And we saw someone who loved him back. And that is life. 
In fact, when Jesus said, this is so important for those of you if you're new to the Bible, Jesus said, this is eternal life. He wanted to define eternal life for us. And you know what he said? He didn't say it's living forever. He said, eternal life is when you know the one true God and Jesus whom he sent. It's about relationship. So, oneness with God through love, that's life and that's the light. So what does Jesus say? He said this. He he just point blank said it. He goes, I am the light of the world. I'm it. I am the light of the world. What was he saying? He goes, I am the life lived out in a perfect loving relationship with God. And if you see that, you see what is really life. And here's where we're going tonight. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then what did he say? He said, you are the light of the world. When he said that, you guys, Jesus was saying, you can live in a good, loving relationship with God. You can actually receive the love of God and it can be poured into your heart at such a deep realm. But that's only half of it. He does love you. The second half, though, is you need to be able to say one day, and I love you, God. I love you. And here's what happens. When a human being knows that they're fully loved by God, and that human being reciprocates it, decides to have a relationship with God and that love, and says, God, I love you. That person is free. That person actually causes a collision to happen with the world. Heaven and earth can collide, you guys. It did in Bethlehem and Jesus. It can in your heart. And once this light gets inside you, this life of being loved by God and loving him back, you and I can absolutely cause a collision to happen in the darkness. And I know about you, this world needs a collision with some light. Maybe you do. Maybe your marriage does. Maybe your workplace does. Maybe someone you know needs the hope of this. So I'm just going to give you a couple things. What does it look like, right? What does this light do, this life lived in a love relationship with God? Number one, light overcomes darkness. Light overcomes darkness. So the life lived in a loving relationship with God, it does overcome darkness. Look at this, John chapter 1, verse 5. Jesus says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. See, here's what's interesting. Nothing can actually overcome love. Nothing can overcome love. Here's what's great. No one can stop you from loving. Did you guys know that? Nobody can ever stop you from loving. They might not receive it. They might not return it. They might not even desire it but they can't stop you from loving. This was the reality of Jesus Christ, right? He was despised. He was rejected. He had unjust accusations against him. He had people beating him. Eventually, they crucify him against the cross. If there was darkness, if there were people against someone, they were against Christ, and then all the way to the cross, he's laying on the cross, and what does he say? Father, forgive them. 
He's still loving them. No matter what they did, the darkness that they were throwing at Christ could not overcome his light. His love overcame darkness. And now the Bible tells us, and now you know what love is. For the first time, you can actually, because you've seen it, the greatest darkness came against a person who deserved nothing wrong towards him. And nobody could stop him from loving. You guys, when someone is connected to God, no matter what evil they face, no matter what suffering, no matter what rejection you get, if God's love is inside you and if you love him, no darkness can overcome you. That is life. So in John, 1 John 1, 7, it says this. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, okay? So what is this? If we walk in the light, as Jesus is in the light, what that means is, if you're walking in this love relationship with God, look at what it says will happen. You will have fellowship with each other. The hope of bringing relationships together. Oh my goodness, our whole world is crying for peace, right? I mean, we're trying to, we can't, we've got nations at war. We're trying to be, our whole, this whole election divided our country like nothing before. Marriages need this. What does it need? It needs a person who's so filled with the love of God and who loves God, who has so much in him that even though anybody comes against him in darkness, it can't stop him. If you walk in the light, in love with God, and if you love him, you will have fellowship with each other. And you know what God's will is? His will is that we all would come together. This God loves the world is true, man. And Christmas, the light came in to the world. Now, if you're full of God and his love, if you know you're loved and you're loving him, here's the key. Number two, Jesus becomes the source of your light. Jesus becomes the source of your light. This, I'm going to be honest with you, man. This is a lesson that I'm trying to learn. And if we can get this one, nothing can stop us. Look at John 8, 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, listen to this, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. How's that sound? Anybody want that one? <laughs> I mean, seriously, if darkness is everything that's causing the destruction around us, and Jesus is saying, you don't have to participate that anymore. If you follow me, you will never walk in darkness. No, you'll have the light of life. Because if you follow God, guess what that, if you follow Christ, what is it, guess what that means? It means you put your total faith in a God who's absolutely crazy about you, who loves you perfectly. And if you follow Jesus, you love God back. And he goes, if you have that, you'll have the light of life. And here's the mystery that we talked about last week. Look at this, Ephesians 5.8. For you were once darkness. You were. You had anxiety. You had worry. You had anger. You had bitterness. You had selfishness. You had pride. You had all the stuff. Once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. 
Now you are light in the Lord. Hey, Christian, can I just ask you a question? What are you? He's telling you right here. If you've received Christ and his spirit is inside you, Romans 5 says that God poured his love into your hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he's given you. Right here, man, you are light. You have all the love that you need. God has poured his love inside your heart and he's given you a new heart so you can actually love God. This is the beauty of it. You are light in the Lord. You have a loving relationship with God in Jesus. Now here's the key. The power, okay, to collide with darkness in the world or the power to collide with darkness in your world. This is where it gets right very practical okay how do i deal with the people in my life how do i deal with the people in my home how do i deal with the people at work who aren't loving me because what it happens is it saps me and i find myself not loving back i've got no light at all here's the key once you receive christ your source of love is Christ. It's not the other person. I, let's, a few examples. Because here, here's the point. If you, right, if I wish I should have brought a lamp up here with a power cord. <laughs> because we're, really what it's like is I want to be light, right? I want life. And so what I do is I plug into another person. I think I need to get married and I'll plug into my spouse and my spouse will be the one who will give me what I need. We plug into our mom and dad. Every one of us do. We plug into a friend. We plug into a, your work. You, we all are trying to plug into these different things. But like one for me, but if all of a sudden, if I'm plugging into somebody and what they think about me is so huge and then all of a sudden they reject me, you know what happens? <laughs> It's like I put it in the outlet and there's no circuit coming. There's no juice. And so then all of a sudden, I don't have the power to love. So we've got tons of examples, but they said really hurtful things to me. See, and so as soon as somebody said something negative to you, all of a sudden, there isn't love. You're not getting empowered to love them back. You're getting nothing from them. And so no, you know what you do? You don't have any power to love them. If somebody slanders you, if you find out that somebody's talking about you behind your back, which the Bible says it was one of the most destructive things that can happen. You know what we do? All of a sudden, the power's not coming to me, and I don't love you. There's darkness going on. You hurt me. You slandered me. You lied to me. You rejected me. You ignored me. They live, or, or we got, they live in opposition to what I really care for. They're darkness. I can't love them. They're unfaithful. I can't trust them. Okay, you guys, listen to this. If other people's actions are what bring the electrical current into your soul and empower you to be able to love, if your love depends on the action of another person, you're right. You won't love. And you know what? Here we go. Here's what we need to be able to say. I do not need you to act in a certain way to bring the electrical current and empower me to love. I am not plugged into you. I am plugged in to God. Who are you plugged into? Because I can tell you this, man, darkness is all around us. And we need to be like Christ. I love, you know what Jesus said? 
He goes, I don't trust myself to anyone because I know what's in the heart of man. He entrusted himself to God. He was the light of the world. And that light was the life of a perfect love relationship with him. Instead of joining in the downward spiral of you didn't do this, so I'm not going to do this. Or you did this to me, so I'm going to do this to you. You guys, that's the darkness. That's the pattern of the world. That's how we operate, and that's why there's so much destruction. Come on, what's going to bring hope into the world? What's going to bring light into the darkness? Jesus said, let me show you. It's my life. It's a life filled with the love of God, and it's a life that loves God. That one, you guys, that source will never let you down. And there's no darkness that can overcome it. So, and here's what's interesting, last point, is light actually does its work in the darkness. <laughs> light does its work in the darkness. Look at the verse. 1 John 1, 4. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. That's what light does, right? I don't know about you, but when it's noon and I go in my house, I don't flick on the light. You guys flick on the light? There's no need to flick on a light. Now tonight when I go home, it's going to be dark. And the purpose of light is for the darkness. Light shines in the darkness. So let me ask you, what darkness are you in? Who's hurting around you right now? Who hurts you? I taught my kids this early on in elementary school, right? You guys know that hurt people hurt people? So if someone's hurt you, that means they've been hurt. That's why we hurt each other. So what's that mean? That means they're in darkness. Light, its purpose is for the darkness. Is your workplace dark? Is it negative? Is your marriage in a place where there's no light of hope anymore? Do you have people falling short? Do you have people against you in conflict? Come on, man, this is the world. And Jesus came into the world. I am the light. I am the light. And it is a life that's in God. And you can be the light of the world. Here's what's great, you guys. No matter what situation you're in, you could be the hope of healing and restoration and newness to someone who's in the dark. And we simply have to get to the place where I am someone who's been filled with the love of God because that current, you guys, will never stop. God will never let you down. He will always be loving you. And then in response, I need to say to him, and I love you, God. When that's happening, a person comes alive. And a person who lives that life literally causes a collision to happen with darkness. And it could be you. Last verse, look at what Jesus says in Matthew 5. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. <laughs> And it gives light to everyone in the house. 
You guys, the house, the world is really dark. But if you'll be the light of the world, you can bring it to the world. In the same way, let your light, your love of God and your love for him, let it shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You guys, Christmas, it's the hope of the world. Christmas was the collision of heaven and earth in Jesus so that he could cause a collision in your heart with his life inside of you. And anybody who will receive that can be the light of the world.